That's football pod. Booing and the jeering and the anticipation. And then as he strikes it, there's that intake of breath. Because he puts the bloody ball 14 uh, yards beyond. The, the second he hits it, I knew we were under pressure. Like. Subscribe to the football pod on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Welcome to the OTBAM Crystal Ball, where myself, Nathan, Jer and Adrian attempt to look into the future and predict who will be the big winners in 2023 in sport. We've got tons more predictions in the full episode, which is available now over in the OTBAM podcast feed. Here, though, is a taste for you. We'll try predicting who will win the Premier League and just how far can Ireland go in the World Cup next summer. Hello and happy Christmas and a happy new year. We're in between that little, that little period. <laughs> Are we? We're in between, yeah. We're, we're quite far. Um, we're quite far gone. But from Christmas, yeah, you can still talk about it. Uh, but we're, we're kind of looking ahead a little bit more now. This is the OTBAM Crystal Ball as we look ahead to 2023 and the uh, the year of sport. Make our predictions. Make fools of ourselves. Look back. So we're predicting, as you'll see on screen. Can we? Can we still talk about it? Can we? Can we? Can of course. Can we? Yeah. We look okay. back this time next year. Premier League, the Women's World Cup, which of course. Did you enjoy the World Cup final, Shane? What did you think of that? It was a cracking game of football. Was it? Yeah, yeah. And the team that won were just definitely Ebb, deserving of ebbed and flowed a bit. Ebbed and flowed. It was a game of two halves, forty-five minutes per half. Controversial. Controversial. It was not, controversial. not without its controversies. No, and it was in Qatar, and there were fans in the stadium. <laughs> so it was very good. Sorry, we'll get that coming up back on screen. The Women's World Cup, the Premier League. Uh, we're predicting the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship, the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship, the Masters in Golf. I've missed a couple there, but uh, essentially the whole year in sport. Everything that, that uh, is about to happen. Nathan Murphy is beside me in the studio. Nathan, how are things? Hey, Shane. Jer, how, how are, are you? Very good. And we've got Adrian Barry on the line as well. Adrian, how are you? Very Happy fe- Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. Very festive looking there, Adrian. You really made Listen, an effort. I, d- I just took, took a breather. Like Shane said, 45 minutes a half. Like, look at all that added time there was, as, as we know. In the, the final. final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you make of the, the, the final, Adrian? Good now, yeah. It's sort of a bit surprising, wasn't it, in terms of like the way the the, the expectation of how the game was going to go. Was it surprising? Why was it surprising? Why was it surprising? Just, but just the way it turned out. All right, we get it. We get it. We get it. Let's result, move on. <laughs> maybe the result wasn't a great surprise, you know. Maybe, maybe that's what everybody expected. Yeah. Uh, did the did the year in sport twenty twenty two go the way you all expected? There was no, there was no <laughs> mad surprises, was there? Oh, you've, you've got no patience. <laughs> Let's move on. Unless there, was, unless there was that big surprise in the World Cup final that we can't talk about. Who could have predicted that Senegal went all the way? <laughs> wow, what are the chances? You're going to look great if that actually happened. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to know. I don't, I don't know who looked the idiots in last year's crystal ball predictions, but I'm sure there were idiots. And I'd say we have it to hand, do we? I don't know if we do. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, lads. This is basic production 101. Where's well, last year's predict- predictions? Fair, like I'm sure someone will dig it out for us and make us all look like idiots. Um, there's a lot of pressure on these because you, you, they will be shown back to you at some point if you, if you make a howler and uh, having or not. As no, the, case the, may the be. only the only way these ever are seen again is if you predict something right. You remember six months on that you predicted it correctly. Clip it yourself, and you clip it yourself. Out of pure as I think Owen Sheehan might have done at one stage. Yeah, well, that's understandable. Whatever happened, to that guy. That's the big shock of 2022 for me that that guy is no longer around. <laughs> he is still alive, folks. Well, just in case you're tuning again, in. we're you know, it was a month ago, so let's <laughs> 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 get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, one of those things. I suppose we're going to look back and we'll, we'll clip it if someone has made a, a howler. And I, I've actually seen the predictions before we started, and uh, there's a couple in there where I'm like, nah. 
ridiculous. Ridiculous carry-on. So we'll do all those predictions. I'll probably throw in a couple of bonus ones for our snooker and Formula 1 fans. Um, you lads can pick out any other random little sports that you that you follow as well. Not little sports, they're obviously important. But um, any other predictions you can get. Should we just dive straight into it? Because the first one is the Premier League. Now this shouldn't be that difficult because we're halfway through the season. We're not predicting something that hasn't already started. Well, not halfway through the season. The World Cup has kind of gotten the road a little bit. But um, Arsenal top of the standings... Um, before the World Cup got underway. Of course, uh, the predictions are up on screen. Myself, Jer and Nathan are perhaps unsurprisingly going for Manchester City to to claw it back and win the Premier League title. Adrian, you've gone a different direction. That's an outrageous call in so many ways, isn't it? What day do we again? I don't think it is an outrageous call. Listen, they, uh, uh, the thirtieth, uh, the thirtieth of December. Obviously, obviously okay, Arsenal okay. have a obviously Arsenal have a big game against Brighton uh, tomorrow, yeah. uh, which yeah. is going to go a long way towards deciding how how things develop. Were you surprised by the the Boxing Day results? Uh, oh, well, Arsenal West Stephen Ham. Is, Arsenal West Ham is always uh, a difficult game. So. The way that went was, was couldn't have really expected it, could we? It's Stephen's day, Jim. Stephen's day. If Kevin Kilbank can say since Stephen's day, <laughs> live on Match of the Day, Fair play you to can him. get up, get on board. Take a note of Jim's um, name. I don't, you're you're a like, like City, City is the easy, you've all gone the easy route. Easy route. The, fact, the obvious. factually correct and, one, yeah. And, and, and there's no great surprise about that. Like that, that ticks the box of the three, everything we expect. Um, they are obviously the odds-on favourite, so, um, you know, uh, I've sort of gone out on the limb a little bit. And to be honest, I would uh, sort of agree with some of the sentiment earlier on in the sense that, like, uh, you know, with this prediction slot will never be heard from again unless Arsenal win the league. And I'm going to be, pl- I'm going to be plucking this one back out again. And otherwise, uh, everybody's too lazy. To, plucking uh, this one back out again? I think he or, said plucking. I'm not sure. Certainly around. <laughs> I'm not a pheasant plucker. Um, I'm a pheasant plucker, son. I'm only plucking pheasants until the pheasant plucker comes. That was not bad. That wasn't bad. That was impressive. Yeah. It may, it may look, it may give look us your like, reasoning uh, behind it, Adrian. It may look like a mug's choice. Like, look, like you say, Nathan. Look, uh, City are odds on, uh, Arsenal are short odds, and then everybody else is uh, long odds. So it's you were only really ever picking between two, and I'm nothing if not one for a bit of recency bias, um, and so I'm all in. But um, yeah, I think that, like uh, as I said, uh, City the easy choice. Are are Newcastle? Uh, going to squeeze in their Spurs, United, Liverpool. None of them, I don't think so. It's between the two of them. And I think that everything's come together nicely uh, for Arsenal. Um, you know, potentially, like, look at the tournament that Jude Bellingham had at the World Cup, you know. Uh, and the links links with him had cropped up about a month ago. Um, and so maybe maybe they're ready to, maybe they're ready to act on Jude Bellingham. Or maybe in the meantime... Listen, if else. I can predict if, one if, thing for 2023, it's that Jude Bellingham will not be playing for Arsenal. Well, you just don't know. You just don't know. Look, uh, even even well, outside the point of, that, of this have, entire show, <laughs> even outside of that, they uh, I do think that they have a league winning eleven. When you suddenly look across the team, I think that um, they've been obviously the Arteta grand plan is starting to come to fruition. They're another year down the track. Uh, they've obviously yet to play City, but have done a number on on some of the better teams. Obviously, Spurs. Um, beat Chelsea, beat Liverpool. The United result obviously is a bit of an outlier. Um, and we we are going to know a lot more, even though they won't have still played City by the end of January. By the end of January, given that they've Spurs, I think they've United again, and I think they've Newcastle in there as well. But they are a league winning eleven uh, when you look at them now, which you couldn't have said. I don't think at any point over the last uh, fifteen years or so. Yeah, but um, they're going to bottle it. They're in. Arsenal. Well, that's the only question. I I don't think it's that outrageous a prediction because I really don't feel. Though I've said Manchester City will win it, I think it's just the fact that they have that 
inbuilt know-how of how to win titles. I don't think City are anywhere near where they were over the last couple of years. I think Erling Haaland is uh, covering over a multitude of sins in that City team who, with the exception of Haaland, have nowhere near hit the heights. Now, that's not to say that they haven't, and that's not to say players weren't looking at a World Cup and thinking about that in the back of their minds Maybe. and just trying to stay in contention and that we know they have the ability to go on a 14-game winning run and absolutely crush them and we don't know that Arsenal can sustain what they've done. Maybe this was Arsenal pre-Christmas hot streak and actually they'll just go back to being a, a fine team and they'll finish somehow and they'll finish in the top four but that'll be the extent of it and we'll sort of, again, have all those doubts that I think are completely unfair even if they don't win the league it doesn't necessarily mean they're bottlers, unless, of course, they enter the last three weeks of the season and fully do bottle it. Oh. But City aren't as strong at the back uh, and haven't been as strong at the back despite the talents of all the defenders that they have. Uh, they haven't looked anywhere near as solid. I think the players behind Haaland have struggled for form. Uh, Grealish, Foden, with the exception of that performance in the Manchester Derby, haven't hit where they should be hitting on a regular basis. Uh, Bernardo Silva hasn't quite hit where he could be on a regular basis. Gundogan, there's too many changes all of the time. So I think there are flaws in Manchester City. I'm just not convinced Arsenal, as of yet, are ready to have the consistency over a full season. Is there any possibility that uh, Pep Guardiola's master plan for a long period of time has been to play without uh, central number nine? And now all of a sudden they put the number nine in and while he's scoring goals... Uh, the rest of the team is doing things slightly differently from what they would have done to try and create chances for him. That there's like a Ronaldo at United effect here, a little bit. Well, that goes back to more, uh, is it a Van Nistelrooy at Manchester United, mm-hmm. where Van Nistelrooy scores an incredible amount of goals. You cannot say that Van Nistelrooy wasn't an unbelievable success at Manchester United, yet either side of Van Nistelrooy, Manchester United are unbelievably successful, yet while he's there, they win like, what, one league title is it when <laughs> he's there? Uh, so maybe Haaland has that effect I think they'll probably have so much depth in Manchester City they'll still be fine but yeah that, like, that was one of the questions coming into the season they scored 99 goals last season You know, they scored over 100 goals a couple of seasons before that what was the point of this? what, what is the point of this? And maybe the point of it is that in April in a Champions League yeah. he, scores, he scores two goals in a game that, that they struggle otherwise in I, I don't know that you're, you're all uh, throwing out all these doubts there you know not as defensively as they were once at it Maybe Pep has overthought this again. Uh, Haaland's not the right choice. And then all like sheep, you've all followed City down the path. Sorry, nobody said Haaland is not the right choice. I think Haaland, there is no question in any way about what it adds pressure. Done. That adds pressure. Because Haaland, Haaland in your team after you've already won the league means you have to now win the league with Haaland. And you have to win the Champions League probably with Haaland. But like, otherwise Pep Guardiola's the bottler here, not Arsenal. Uh, po- uh, I wouldn't say, again, I, I think bottler is too strong a word for either of these, but I think no, if Manchester it, City uh, don't win the league, it's an underachievement with that squad that is there. Uh, the Champions League is always a bit of, it's a one-off game. It's well, we don't today. have the Champions League in there, but who do you, no, who do you honestly think? <sighs> that's, a dar- that's a dart throw this stage, isn't it? Yeah, it's a City, it's a city or all, Bayern. It's all. It's all a dart throw. I, I think Arsenal have been incredibly impressive. It isn't, it isn't right a dart throw. Have. We're going to get to Limerick and we're going to get to Kerry. It is not a dart throw. And we're going to get to That's France. That's a nailed on They're all nailed on. But um, I think the Champions League, you've got to wait and see you know, what teams are still standing come the quarterfinal stage. I think all of your arses must be sore from sitting on the fence. I think we should just jump oh, off silly. the Champions League fence here. Okay. Champions League fence. Real Madrid. Okay, there you go. But then you're looking at the draw. So, like, you look at Liverpool so far this season and think, are they going to win the Champions League? No, they're playing Real Madrid in the knockout stages. 
But the winner of that, the momentum you take from that, mm. like, yeah, you will probably have them as second favourites behind... Whoever wins that second favourites after that game behind Manchester City. Yeah. Is the draw for the next round made? No. Okay. Liverpool could be there. But again, there will be teams because of the way the draw has gone. Sorry, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to go to Napoli. Oh. Napoli, best team in Europe so far this year. But then the Christmas break, who knows? They have been impressive. When's the last time a Napoli-type team won, though? Was it, was it Porto? I know. There's been surprises since, but I mean, as, good, as big a surprise as that would be a huge surprise. Well, would it, though? Like, they're the best team in Italy. <sighs> they've absolutely annihilated, like, everybody that they played at home so far this season. Then Liverpool have been found out since. They thrashed the Liverpool team that isn't the Liverpool, maybe, that it was two or three years ago. Yeah, I, I, I think the Champions League is just so difficult to predict because there's a lot of good teams. How do they come back in February for the last 16? Some of them are going to knock each other out. You can't predict the draw. Like, the winners of the pool, Real Madrid, could end up playing Manchester City in the next round. Mm. Suddenly they all take each other out and there's a nice little route for uh, the Napolis of this world to go through over on the other side and do something. Uh, you know, I think, looking at what we're talking about, the Premier League, yeah. I think Arsenal are going to go very, very deep into this. Uh, will they sign in January? Do they need to they have a little bit of depth? Like they have Emil Smith-Rowe coming back now, who suddenly means he can play in one of those three positions behind Gabriel Jesus. Maybe Gabriel Jesus starts scoring in the second half of the season. Oh, he starts important. scoring a hell of a lot of goals in the second half of the season. Uh, you know, I think they're here to stay. Like Zinchenko hasn't played a huge amount in the first half of the season. Back, he's rested. If he's fully fit, I still think it was a huge mistake for Manchester City to get rid of him. I think this will be a lot closer than people feel. What's that? What does that mean? Five points? Uh, not necessarily points. I think it'll go down to the final couple of weeks of the season. Like they meet in the middle of February uh, for the first yeah. time. They meet a couple of times around then. April. You need to win those games. That's when, okay. if you go back to the Liverpool-Manchester City rivalry, those like those games well, Arsenal had a lot always of, actually were decisive. Arsenal had a lot of players in the World Cup. Not that Man City didn't, but Haaland had, the, had a little bit of rest. Holiday treatment over there. Christmas period. He's injured though. And his injury profile yeah. is not amazing. True. Arsenal have now sh- started to show, like given given who they're beating around them with consistency, and I'll repeat the United blip notwithstanding, but they have them again in January we'll see how that goes. But I think that, that those two games, Nathan mentions the February one and the April one against City, like you're talking, Jerry, five or six points, that's pro- if there is going to be something in it, it'll if there's going to be a gap in it, it'll be in City's favour, let's face it. Yeah. Um and those two are probably title deciders. And I do think um I, I think you're talking about Arsenal. Are they going to win it or are they going to finish finish second? I think that's the only question mm. about them. Yeah, so that's our first prediction in the books. Premier League winner for 2023. Adrian's going Arsenal. Myself, Jarrett, Nathan for Manchester City. Sheep, sheep, sheep yeah. says, says Adrian. The next one on our list is the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. So we've gone with the winners first. We'll get to how we think Ireland are going to fare under Vera Powell. But uh, again, Adrian is the black sheep on this one. He's gone for England. We, uh, on the other hand, the other three of us in the room have gone for the Americans, who, of course, have won the previous two incarnations of the World Cup. Um, I mean, make the case for England there, Adrian. Go on. It's coming uh, home, well, look at it? It. Why, did, why did you marry England there, Adrian? What? What? Huh? <laughs> he asked you, why don't you marry England? What? Yeah. Um, again, the, the sheep have gone in one obvious direction. You've looked up the odds... Uh, US are, are short odds to win it and that's the, that's the easy pick but I think you just got to scratch away a little bit uh, a little bit after that Jeremy mentioned earlier on about that uh, sort of uh, winning mentality of City that they know or was it Nathan know how to win the thing and I think that like obviously uh, the three lines 
Um, obviously, haven't got the Euros done. I think themselves in the US, it, there is actually a lot of similarities between the Premier League race. Themselves in the US are our favourites anyway. So again, it's not particularly outlandish. Uh, they have the know-how, they have the players. Um, you know, they're probably built more around like some of the other teams that'd be in the mix for it are probably have a lot more, um, you know, uh, uh, individuals like in the Haaland sort of nature. And England are probably more about the collective. Obviously, they've. Um, some incredible players there, uh, Kirby Mead, Bronze. Uh, not bad, but I do think that, um, yeah, I think that they've got the, the confidence up. They've got the nation behind them. Um, Beth Mead no is going to miss the World Cup. She has no an ACL injury. She's one of their best players. Uh, it's a massively damaging blow uh, for England, who probably, do they have the depth of a of a USA? Like, the USA get to the semifinals of every single World Cup. They've won it four times. They are always in the semifinals. Yeah. It might be the obvious thing because it's the obvious easy thing call. that's going to happen. Easy call. But yeah. Sometimes you have to make the easy call, don't you? I mean, if if you really believe like this, it. isn't a come up with some random team that's going to win something segment. No. It's that's a exactly actually, what this is. It's a for the reasons we. It's a who's actually reasons, going to win it. <laughs> for the reasons we set out at the break start, that's exactly what this is. Nobody will ever see this again unless you've got an connection that comes off. I know. <laughs> It turns out you're a contrarian um, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Uh, no, no. But uh, look, at me notwithstanding, I still think that, that that sort of bank of experience of knowing how to get it done, um, you know, there's an expectation suddenly around them and I do think that uh, they can deliver and like more luck to them. It is all about Westmead, not Beth Mead, you see. Hey. Well, hey. So, uh, yeah. It's going to be, a, no, it's going to be a good tournament. 20th of July, 20th of August, I think we're all going to drop tools and just watch this one. For a while, I mean, it's going to be one of those tournaments. And we play. Look, it's Australian, New Zealand hosted. We play. We have Australia in our group. Yeah, this is what people care about. How far yeah. we don't care. Go. So that's we'll how we'll the interest levels will be driven for this. <laughs> we'll move on to that. We have a graphic for this. So, how far will Vera Powers Republic of Ireland team get in this 2023 Women's World Cup? That is the important question. So, we've kind of gone different directions with this one. Jerry, you've gone for Ireland to get to a quarter final. That would be Oof. something. Nathan, you're uh, you're the pessimist for a knockout of the group stage. Uh, myself and Adrian uh, believe that Ireland will progress through the group, but potentially be knocked out in the round of 16, which I think is fairly realistic when you look at our group. So for Ireland, just for the fixtures, 20th of July, Australia. So the opening game against the hosts. 26th of July, then it's against Canada. And on the 31st of July, we play Nigeria in Brisbane. So the first game in Melbourne, the uh, following two at Lang Park in Brisbane. So Two draws and a late winner. That's Ooh. what I'm saying. Yeah, to be honest... Um, uh, I've been looking at this a lot over the last 24 hours and I've been revising what I've been thinking and, and maybe they will make the last 16. Like There's ah, a very, on there's the a very good again. chance that if they make the last 16, Ireland will be playing England. They might also make quarterfinal, semi-final and final. Uh, which would obviously be very difficult. No, I didn't know that. If they finish up in their group, they'll play the winner from whatever from group, group A who are who, going to be England. England versus who? England's group, I'll have it here in front of me in just a second. Um, England have Denmark, China and the playoff Group B winners which are as yet undecided um, I mean they'll beat Denmark and China England this, a lot comes down to that first game against Australia uh, Australia lost their first game of the last World Cup Ireland have beaten them recently but it's on home soil the opening game of the tournament a lot of pressure on it them it does feel like it's going to be an incredibly tight group remember Cathy Freeman talking about the absolute pressure that she felt mm. to win at the Sydney Olympics and like there, she was nearly sick with it. I can imagine the whole country. You know, they they do like to lay it on thick. Uh, Australian sports fans generally. Yeah, mate. The, I think the worry for Ireland is that the Nigeria game is last, and that you find yourself in a scenario where you have to win. 
not, not, I, I think they, I think they can beat Nigeria. That you're almost out of it before that game. Like if you look at qualification, the nine top seeds won their groups. Eight of the nine top seeds came second. Ireland were the only one to break through. Generally, at these tournaments so far, it goes by the overall quality, and not much ever changes that. Now, Ireland have shown that they have a way of beating the better teams, of getting results against the better teams, and maybe they are so well built for tournament football. They grind out a result against Australia. They grind out a result against Canada. And they go in knowing if they beat Nigeria, which I think would be the ideal scenario, that they qualify for the knockout stages. I just think it's going to be so... That's what I said about five minutes ago. Draw, draw, win. But Canada are the Olympic champions. They're clearly getting stronger and stronger. And I just wonder about Australia on home soil. I know the pressure that comes with that, but actually maybe they're invigorated by that. It doesn't feel like it's a great Australian side, even though they have one of you know, the best players in the world in Sam Kerr. Mm. But I, I think it will be, if they were to get to the knockout stages, I, again, I think it's just an unbelievable achievement considering the group that they find themselves in, considering the amount of travel they're going to have to do from Sydney to Perth, back to Brisbane. Uh, the more I looked at it, the more I did start to think last 16. Maybe I am being pessimistic in general I, I think life, I think a draw time. in either of those games the Australia or Canada game is a serious result for Ireland like that's they're the ones that they need to target to try and get something out of and that's kind of like I'm to be honest having hard overruling head because if it goes to form they are going to struggle to get out of that group but I think that anything beyond that with England and the horizon um, would be a stretch and it'd be an awful shame if they did end up losing the first two and there was nothing on the line for the Nigeria game like you were saying if there was a if they had been flipped and, uh, you know, there was something, you know, it was all heart and the sleeve stuff for the last game and on we go, uh, you might fancy them a bit more. But um, I think Adrian's been yeah, overruling his head on the first three picks here so far. Um, but Yeah, and it's hard to get a, like the, the tournament has changed because there's more teams in it this time around. Like all of these teams got to the last 16 of the last World Cup that they're going to play, but third place teams managed to qualify for the last 16 last time around. This time it's obviously just the top two, so... That There's point, not too much room for error. That point on the hosts, playing the hosts in the first game of the tournament. <clears throat> Imagine the hype before that match against Australia. Now, pressures for tyres, but this Australian team are experienced. But the hype before that game, th- there's nothing, no pressure on the Republic of Ireland team. And th- that is going to be a game that we could definitely get a draw at least from. Possibly, possibly. And I think Ireland probably won't be the best team to watch in the tournament. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's grim. It's interesting when you talk to the players. They love, like It's rare you hear a group of players say, like, we're not great to watch. But you know, we know how to get a result. We don't care. Clean uh, sheets. And that's that's what uh, tournament football has always always been about. But it also means if you find yourself going behind Yeah, it's difficult. They don't have the, the wherewithal to get out and the, the injuries are definitely not going to uh play. The injuries in you'd assume are gonna to have to be a factor for, for almost every sure. country. Yeah. And it has allowed Ireland to build a bit of depth when they're missing four or five players for those last couple of games, people have come in. Like the experience that they have is insane. Like it's the younger players, though, who are going to add a little bit of dash and brio and be the bolters to get in the team who, you know, have traditionally filled a, fulfilled a big role for Ireland at World Cups. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just hopeful that they'll get out of the group and cause a bit of a shock. That's it. The kickoff times, I think, are fairly... We're built to create shocks. I can easily see us... You can see us being knocked out on penalties if we do get to the last 16 because we're so difficult to... Um, if we lose that game, because we're so difficult to break down, so... Yeah, fair. We'll take it. Look, we'll take it, uh, any of them, but uh, pessimist Nathan will not. Will not. We'll ignore that one now. The group stage, and, and uh, hopefully we can get beyond round of sixteen. I'm waiting to be waiting to be surprised. Proven wrong. Okay, let's hope. Let's hope. Fingers Tyranny crossed. of low expectations. <laughs> exactly. Set the bar low, and we'll be happy. Exactly. Exactly. OTB AM with Gillette. 
Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 